What's going on, Sunbelt fans? Welcome into the Week 5 Wrap-Up. My name is Dominic Corsetto, and we will go over uh, some of the different matchups we had this week and see where we stand. I went 8-1 and on the week overall, which gets me back up after two downer weeks as far as predicting some of these games go. We'll jump right in. The first one on the list here is Citadel going up to App State, going up to Boone. We knew this one wasn't going to be much of a matchup from the beginning. Uh, I favored App State in this one 37-10. They ended up taking it 49-0. So a nice shutout there against an FCS opponent doing what needed to be done. Chase Bryce came back to form, 265 yards with four touchdowns, no interceptions. Pretty clean game for him. Uh, Cam Peoples, four carries for over 100 yards. So kind of back on pace to where a lot of App fans expected him to be. Uh, gets App back in the win column. And again, this is performance as you need to have it against an FCS opponent at this level. Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina, what I called kind of the game of the week. And, and boy, did it ever live up to expectations, not only with the final scoreboard, but exactly how it finished, I say, is the reason it's the top one before the week started and uh, certainly after the week finished. Still got the top billing for game of the week. Uh, I called it in favor of Georgia Southern 34-31, uh, and, it, and it looked like it may be pretty close to that, but then it ended up being uh, Coastal 34 and Georgia Southern 30 but man what a game to watch came down to the very last few minutes seconds uh and obviously the myrtle hurdle i've seen people throwing that around it what's funny is if you watch the game beasley actually has two hurdles in that one Uh, obviously the one at the end is the one everyone's seen and talked about but he actually has a smaller one earlier in the game that's still very impressive uh so the guy can jump out the gym and that's very evident in that one. Uh, I would say Vantrese looked a little uh, rushed and hurried a lot more than you know I've seen. Uh, threw two touchdowns, but he did throw an interception as well. You know they established the run game pretty well. They had uh, White get them 145 yards and a touchdown. They were throwing it all over the field as far as spreading it to the receivers. They had four different receivers with more than four catches apiece. Uh, so you know. Georgia Southern did what they needed to do as far as play a good game overall. It could have had a little bit better of a performance from Vantrese, the quarterback position. But uh, speaking of good quarterback positions and and Grayson McCall, I mean, he just continues to get it done. Again, a little banged up, uh, you know, as far as listed QBRs. uh, You know, what's funny is Vantrese has a better one than McCall for this game. Uh, Even though McCall had 335 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. But, you know, take those QBRs for what it's worth because McCall is the better quarterback here, and it showed. Uh, They didn't actually establish the run game as well as they could have. Coastal didn't, but it didn't matter. I mean, Brown went off for 139 yards and a touchdown, and, you know, just they just performed better overall. And what's funny is this shootout that I thought I saw coming, I thought was going to be back and forth throughout the whole game. Well, we had a 7-7 halftime score. So the, that second half was really the shootout because that first half was not uh, high scoring or, or great football overall. But, man, it, it really came to life there in that second half and was a whole lot more impressive and a whole lot more fun to watch. And Coastal looks to be as dominant as they've been over these past 
couple years. Um, a lot of people thought they'd fall off. Again, me being one of them early in the season, and, and they're a surprising 5-0 and at this point. And Georgia Southern's actually kind of maybe right where people thought. They're 3-2 and at this point. Uh, maybe that's better than some people thought. Um, but I know, you know, after the Nebraska win, a lot of people's thoughts process on that type of outlook changed for the rest of the season. So they're probably a little disappointed now sitting at, at 3-2 and two overall. Uh, Georgia State at Army, another out-of-conference victory. And the first victory for Georgia State this year. We called this one game this game 31-30 to 30 in favor of Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State did end up with 31 points, but they actually held Army to 14. And if you watch this game, it's easy to see why. We know Georgia State's been close on multiple occasions throughout the year. They just had to shore up some things defensively and play a little less sloppy on that offensive side of the ball. And Granger did do that. Um, and he didn't have a massive game, but he had enough of getting it done on the ground combined with his quarterbacking position overall. I mean, it was only 8 for 12 for 157 yards and a touchdown. So those aren't really great statistics. And in, in most games, you probably don't win um, with that type of play from the quarterback. But if you watch the game, you feel differently than, than that stat line because of what Granger brought on the ground, uh, scoring another touchdown that way and going for almost 50 yards himself. So they really did well uh, uh, there against an army, t- a disciplined Army team uh, and came away with the victory. Uh, Army's just not an impressive team, so it's, it's a very good thing that Georgia State was able to step up and beat them uh, and you know provide that out-of-conference victory. Uh, so, yeah, Georgia State finally kind of seems like they may be turning a corner. Uh, this is the kind of game they needed to get back on that path because they've really fallen off with that 0-4 start uh, before this one. So it's good to see them get get a win on the win column, especially against a, a out-of-conference opponent like that. Texas State at James Madison. Uh, I thought this game would be a little closer. I called this one Texas State 24, JMU 31. I thought this might be kind of like a trap game setting up for James Madison. They come off that big victory at App State. They're undefeated. They got Texas State coming in. Texas State's not very good, but, you know, this is just one of those things. It could have got caught him off guard, and all credit to James Madison. They just continued to keep getting it done. If you watch this game, it's just impressive, resounding play. I mean, they just don't stop. They don't give in. They don't quit early. They're hammering people on the defensive side of the ball. They're playing with hands up at the line of scrimmage and tipping some balls, getting some interceptions. Uh, you know, sometimes people say, you know, oh, it's a lucky play. Well, guys, you make luck happen. James Madison is making lucky stuff happen for them because of the talent and the, and the uh, just desire to get after the ball. And so it continues to be a great season for James Madison overall. They really kept Hatcher in check. Uh, we knew they weren't going to beat him on the ground with this rushing attack and this weak O-line that Texas State's performing behind. Uh, But Hatcher can beat you with his arm if you let him. Um, They didn't let that happen. They came away with two interceptions on him on the day and could have come away with more. Uh, Centennial, uh, you know, he actually didn't throw for any touchdowns, surprisingly enough, and actually had an interception. But, I mean, they ran all over the place, uh, himself included, for going over 50 yards and a touchdown. And Thornton kind of got back on the the board there after having a – an off game really against App State. Obviously, App State tried to keep him in check and did, but they had some other guys beat him. So 
you know, they got Thornton back on the board, almost had 100 yards himself. Uh, good game for James Madison overall, and they continue to roll. Uh, next game, Gardner-Webb at Marshall. We knew this one wasn't going to be much of a game starting out. I thought Marshall would uh, be a little bit more productive on the offensive side of the ball in a game like this. They, they were not as productive as I was thinking. I called this game 42-10 to 10 in favor of Marshall. They ended up winning only 28-7. to Still impressive victory. It's, it's fine. Uh, they need to take care of business, and they did do just that. They've got some guys banged up, so that's part of the equation there, getting some guys back, getting Columbia back to kind of in a, a better rhythm and stru- play structure than he's been in lately. Uh, Laverin, again, continues to be one of the best running backs in NCAA football. Uh, with 191 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, and one of those runs coming in with 78 all at one time. So, uh, again, impressive performance from the run game there, and, uh, you know, Marshall taking care of business there at home as they should. Liberty at Old Dominion. This game was really surprising to me. Um, I did call Liberty winning 24-21. to a little bit higher scoring than I had predicted. Liberty ends up taking this one 38-24. to But I'm telling you, if you've got some time, go back and watch the first, probably the first quarter, but mostly the first two offensive possessions for ODU in this one. Uh, it's a 14-point swing very quickly. It ends up being the difference in the game. After they settled down and stopped having some unlucky plays, quite frankly, or some little uh, questionable plays at best, uh, they really settled into a rhythm, and these two teams are very neck and neck, very evenly matched. It was a really enjoyable game to watch. It was just frustrating to see how that game started for ODU. Uh, full credit to the fans too. I don't know if it's just because of the production of what you got there for ESPN Plus or what, but you guys were were loud, and it's not even a full stadium because of the weather issues with Ian and and what was happening in some of those Norfolk areas, but. Uh, full credit for the ODU fans for for getting loud and getting involved in that game and in bad crappy weather and you know a fourteen foot a fourteen point deficit right out the gate. Uh, Wolf performed pretty well actually even in the loss um, and ended up using his legs quite a few times and ended up actually scoring a touchdown on one of those plays. So impressive performance from Wolf. We've kind of. Sp- asked if he could step it up and perform a little bit better and if they could open up this run game with Watson doesn't quite reach 100 yards and and actually stays off the scoreboard as far as a touchdown is concerned there but you know he gets 80 on 15 carries uh, with one of those carries coming in with 30 yards all at once so uh, I I think overall a well-rounded performance even though they didn't get it done again Jennings again continues to go off 129 yards and a touchdown Uh, that guy is probably I mean, if he's not one, he's he's at worst two as far as wide receivers are concerned in the conference. Uh, he just continues to play incredibly well. Coates, they lost him early in the game at tight end position, so that's unfortunate. Uh, well, hopefully he can be okay and return back to form as we've seen him kind of start to heat up a little bit uh, as this season has worn on. Then we'll jump into ULM at Arkansas State. Uh, this one was... Similar to that game we just talked about, uh, I called Arkansas State 31, ULM 21. It ends up being Arkansas State 45, ULM 28. Um, I'm going to take back that statement. This wasn't really like that game much at all. Arkansas State was more in control, I say, in this one than 
it seems, well, I don't know. I guess the, the, the point spread at the end doesn't make it seem like it was in question. Uh, and I, I don't think it even got as close as it sounds at the end there until till closer to the end. Um, Blackman had a pretty good game overall in this one. And they were able to finally, you know, get that run game going. I mean, they didn't have anything tremendous as far as uh, yardage-wise. I mean, they had Snead at 74 yards, and Johnny Lang went for 46, but they had three touchdowns between the two of them. And by the way, Johnny Lang just goes off altogether, catching passes for 51 yards and a touchdown. Oh, and then by the way, also returns a kickoff for a touchdown too. And so, I mean, the guy just had an amazing game. Uh, overall and was the biggest reason for the victory for Arkansas State there in front of the home crowd, uh, ready to get them back on path. Uh, I know they were frustrated with how their year started and the win-loss column that they had. ULM, it's it's hard to say it's a trap game when it's on the road. Uh, As a conference game, if it was at home, you could have said this was kind of a trap game, but I don't think you can say it's a trap game yet. I think they they performed a little over where they should against the Cajuns, or the Cajuns are a little down. So this one I thought could have been a little bit more even, and that's why I had it within 10 points, and it obviously went a little bit heavier in Arkansas State's favor on that one. Then South Alabama at Louisiana. Again, another great finish in conference. This is another game that's totally worth going back and watching uh, because of how it ended. ULL UL, uh, continues to struggle a little bit defensively, although they shored up a couple things because I thought that uh, South Alabama would be able to open up the scoreboard on them a little bit more than they did. They only scored 20 points in the last field goal come in there that, that last minute. And, uh, you know, quarterback position is pretty solid for – South Alabama there, Bradley. Sorry, I was going blank on the name there. But surprisingly, doesn't throw for a single touchdown. Actually throws an interception, um, but goes for 245 yards. They just get it done on the on the ground well enough with plenty of field goals to go around in this one. Uh, it was a little bit sloppy at times, too. There's a number of fumbles on either side of the ball. But this is one of those hard-fought victories in conference. And a lot of times we say you got to be scoring you know, upwards of 20 20 plus high 20s or or low 30s to be winning games in this conference and uh, this is not one of those times it was more of the defensive battle and the kicking game battle uh, and it happened to go to the Jaguars in this one Uh, again I mean you know they come close to beating UCLA this team is very close to being a 5-0 on this team and being the most powerful team in the west although obviously troy will have a lot to say about that in the coming weeks uh and then we will jump into the last game another one that may be worth watching again if you've got some time this week troy going to former sunbelt conference member western kentucky i had this one predicted at 32 for troy 28 for western kentucky and uh almost right where we predicted troy 34 Western Kentucky 27. I don't know why I had all the conference confidence in Troy. I guess it has to do with watching them live at App State and knowing that they were the better team that day and that App State came away with that lucky play in the end. Uh, very impressed with this performance. Western Kentucky has a very high-powered offense. They held them in check. In fact, up until the last 
four, four and a half minutes mark, I think it was, uh, a 14-point game. Uh, Western Kentucky did close it to within one score and then did actually get one more opportunity with the ball in hand. I think they only got as close as maybe around midfield, if I can remember correctly, uh, and uh, caused a a fumble on the quarterback and recovered the ball and ended up just being able to take knees to win this one. But very impressive defensive performance there by the Troy Trojans. Um, And I'm glad they followed through on what was probably considered an upset by uh, some people. Uh, They had a solid performance at the quarterback position. Billingsley really just ran all over the place. Um, Vidal has kind of taken a backseat to Billingsley at this point, and it's easy to see why. Um, with how he's performing 122 yards and a touchdown in this one. And then, you know, you've got Johnson, the wide receiver going for over 105 with a touchdown himself. That helps keep that Western Kentucky team off the scoreboard as much as they're used to. Both of them sit at three and two, but I think there's no doubt after this one, that Troy's the better team there. And it's great to get the, the week finished off with another out of conference victory for the Sun Belt. Uh, We will get into the preview for this week by Thursday, so look out for that. Appreciate the listen and download, and we'll see you next time.